Welcome back to the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery, and today it's just you and I hanging out. This is a solo episode, and I just want to say I'm glad that you're here wherever today finds you. I know your time is valuable, and you decided to spend your time with me, with us, the Montgomery Companies team, and it means a lot. Thanks for being here. Today, we're talking about the three pillars of effective leadership. I'm getting this question often in our work. People are asking, what makes people great? Maybe I'm working with a group of financial advisors and people are asking, what makes that person great? Or I'm working with real estate agents. Hey, what makes that top real estate agent great? Or I'm working with an athlete. Hey, Jordan, that athlete that you're coaching, what makes them great? People have a tendency to ask, what do the great ones do? What do the great leaders do? What do the great performers do? And I'm just going to share with you three of my observations about what makes leaders and top performers great. Here's what we see in some of the great ones. Number one, great leaders, great performers are great teachers. The late great basketball coach John Wooden said, I would rather be referred to as a teacher than a coach. Call me a teacher. Don't call me a coach. John Wooden was, in fact, a teacher. Here's what John Wooden understood. You cannot teach what you haven't learned. And you cannot give what you don't have. So if you want to be a great leader, if you want to be a great teacher, you have to be a great learner. John Wooden was obsessive about knowledge. He was consuming, digesting, sharing knowledge all of the time. I want to share with you a quote from John Wooden. John said, you must continuously be exploring for ways to improve yourself in order that you may improve others and welcome every person and everything that may be helpful to you. He was obsessive and relentless in pursuit of knowledge in order that he may improve himself so he could ultimately improve others. John Wooden talked about two types of knowledge, subject matter knowledge and general knowledge. John Wooden wanted to be able to teach the game of basketball at the highest level. He wanted to be a subject matter expert. He also wanted to have general knowledge, a general understanding of the way that the world works, of the way that people work. He wanted to develop as a leader. He was serious about personal development and leadership development. If you're attempting to grow in your leadership and your personal development, you're thinking about subject matter knowledge. Maybe you're a financial advisor, you're a real estate agent, maybe you're an athlete, a coach, you're really digging into your craft and you wanna be better. You wanna have more subject matter knowledge. Here's some questions that you could ask And maybe ask these questions too to some people around you that you're leading or coaching. But here's some questions that I'd love just for you to respond to in your own time by yourself. Number one is what tests, licenses, designations are you studying for? If you're a financial advisor, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a professional, what tests are you studying for? If you're a coach, what tests are you studying for? What offense are you studying? What strategy are you studying? What defense scheme or plan are you studying? Who is your coach? Who are you getting coached by? Who are your mentors? Who's in sort of your peer group or study group? Who are the people that you're rubbing shoulders with consistently? I would be asking those questions as it relates to your subject matter knowledge. In your general knowledge, I'd have these questions for you. What podcasts are you listening to? You made a decision today to listen to this podcast. I love that. Thank you for being here. I think that's awesome. It's a great decision to grow and invest in yourself. This is one of many, many podcasts that you could listen to. I'm going to give you a few that I listen to. The John Maxwell Leadership Podcast. 
The Ed Milet Show, The David Nurse Show, Positivity University with John Gordon, another great show. Here's a, just a few podcasts that I listen to. What books are you reading? Are you continuously drinking from good books and absorbing great content? Again, what questions are you asking? Who are you getting coached by and who are your mentors? Here's the deal. We cannot teach what we haven't learned and we cannot give what we don't have. If we're going to be great teachers, we have to be great learners. The first pillar in effective leadership that we see as a common denominator with top leaders that we get to work with is they're great teachers. Number two, the second pillar of effective leadership. Leaders are authentic. We got to fight to be authentic. We have to really strive to maintain authenticity in our leadership journey. Here's why. We live in a fake and artificial world. Social media makes it harder and more difficult every single day. We have a comparison problem. Craig Rochelle said the quickest way to kill something special is to compare it to something else. You ever had that happen to you? Like maybe you had a great week at work, a great day at work. Maybe you had a great day in your personal life or you're just really on fire with your spouse. You feel like you're really in sync and all of a sudden you start comparing your relationship to somebody else's relationship. Or you start comparing your great day at work to somebody else's great day at work and you start to feel inferior. You don't feel as though you're really doing well or you're really not gonna cover off the ball. We gotta be careful that we don't compare our journey to somebody else's journey. You are most effective when you're most authentic. I'd just be thinking about the gifts that you have, the strengths that you have, really being in tune with those gifts. God made you to be you and no one is youer than you. I would think about authenticity as it relates to how you show up with others. Someone might say, well, isn't it just as simple as being yourself? Yeah, on a good day, I think it is that simple. But emotions are real, pride is real, ego is real. And the reality is, if we're going to show up as the best version of us, we have to fight to be ourselves. We have to fight against comparison. We also have to let people know that we're real humans. Um, here's what I do in my leadership journey. This has been helpful to me. I'm sure I took this from somebody else at some point in time, but I want to sp uh, shine a spotlight on my weakness. I actually want to illuminate some of the things that I don't do well. Um, I'll give you an example on our coaching business. If somebody reaches out and they want to know more about our coaching services, before I tell them what I do, I underscore what I don't do. Before I tell them who we are, I underscore who we aren't. Why would I do that? I do that because it's a trust and credibility multiplier. So if somebody reaches out to us and they say, hey, I'm looking to learn more about coaching. I would like to potentially work with your firm. Tell me about you. I would say, hey, before I tell you about what we do, let me tell you about what we don't do. We don't do a lot of analytical work. We are not a data-driven firm. Um, I don't really work through assessments and personality profiles. I believe in all of that stuff. That's just not who we are. That's not our approach to the work. And ultimately, that's not a part of our deliverable. If you're looking for somebody to do that type of work, or maybe you want somebody to help you with systems, process, infrastructure, and you want to take a data-driven approach, we are probably just not the firm for you. Now, the reality is I know they're probably not looking for that work if they reached out to us. But I want to get that on the table up front right away because what I know is if I illuminate what I'm not good at, it's a trust and credibility multiplier. Um, phrases like, I don't know. 
Phrases like, it's my fault. Anytime you can show a little bit of vulnerability, you can illuminate or shine a spotlight on what you don't do, on what you're not good at, and on what you can't deliver on. It actually is a win. And it's a win because authenticity is important in a world that is all too often artificial and fake. The third pillar of effective leadership. This is a trait that we see from effective leaders who are truly great at what they do. They are humble. We got to fight for humility. Why do we have to fight? Because again, pride and ego are real. Why do we have to fight? Because as you grow in your influence, as you grow in your success, as you start to achieve more, you naturally have fewer people around you willing to share the truth. That's a sad reality about growth and leadership development, personal development. The more you grow, the fewer people you will have sharing the truth. Here's what we say in our work. Truth trumps flattery. I don't really need another pat on the back at this stage of my leadership journey. It feels good. I really appreciate that. I love to be encouraged. I'm human. That feels good. I, I like that. Um, sometimes it's good for my pride and my ego. And, and gosh, we got to keep that in check. But um, what I really need is a kick in the butt. I need more people challenging me. I need more people calling me upward. And so here's a, a couple things I would offer. If you're wanting to grow in your humility, if you're really fighting to stay grounded, get around some people who are not impressed by you. My 11-year-old daughter, Audrey, is just not impressed by dad. Um, she never has been. I don't think she ever will be. I think she loves her dad. I think she cares for her dad. She's never asked any questions about my work. Uh, if I try to tell her about an experience with a team or a player that we worked with, she just really has no interest. And I love that about Audrey. Sometimes it's irritating that she's not more interested in dad's work. I get frustrated with that from time to time if I'm trying to share a story or talk about my day. But the reality is she loves me for me. And she's not interested in what I've done. Um, she's not impressed by me. And she's in a great position to give me real feedback because I know that about our relationship. We need to be around more people who are not impressed by us. Professionally or vocationally, get around some people who are more experienced than you. They've done more. They've experienced more. They've accomplished more. They're not impressed by you. They're willing to give you real, honest feedback. I think we all enjoy being kind of the top dog in a room, right? It feels good to be the most accomplished. I think if we're the most accomplished person in any space and any sphere for too long, we need to probably find a new space, a new sphere. And I want to be clear. I don't think you need to leave the sphere that you're in, but I think you need to find a new sphere that you can operate in where you can also be challenged to grow, improve, and evolve. Get around some people who are not impressed by you. And then finally, I just start asking for more feedback. When we're working with leaders, I love to ask this question, are you getting enough feedback? The average leader says no. The follow-up question, do you think feedback is important? They say yes. Isn't it interesting? Most people will say, I'm not getting enough feedback, but I think it's very important. What does it mean? It means that most of us need to be getting more feedback. Feedback is the breakfast of champions. Growth and development starts with self-awareness, and we have to be intentional about self-awareness. We don't become more self-aware on our own. It takes intentionality. It takes coaching. It takes tools. It takes a lot of work to grow in our awareness. We need feedback to stay humble. We need to be surrounded by people who are not impressed with us to stay humble. 
So as effective leaders, we're going to work on our ability to teach, to communicate, to deliver. Where does it start? It starts with learning. We cannot teach what we have not learned. We cannot give what we don't have. Who are you learning from? Who's your coach? Who's your mentor? What books are you reading? What podcasts do you listen to? And again, I want to thank you for tuning in to this podcast today. Number two, we're going to maintain authenticity. We want to keep it real in a world that is all too often fake and artificial. Uh, Don't compare yourself. Remember that comparison is the thief of joy. The quickest way to kill something special is to compare it to something else. If you want to show up as more authentic in your conversations, illuminate some things that you're not good at. Shine a spotlight on some of the things that you don't know and some of the things that you're working on. Finally, we're going to fight for humility. Get around some people who are not impressed by you. Ask for more feedback because a person with a humble heart is a person with an attractive heart. You will be the leader others love to follow as you grow in your humility, as you fight for authenticity, and as you work on becoming a great teacher. Listen, I love hanging out with our community. I'm so grateful that you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope that you found some value. If you did, I would love it if you would like share or rate this podcast in an effort that we might move our mission of impact forward. I want to thank our producers behind the scenes, John Choate, James Roth of Storyline Multimedia. They do so much work to help this podcast go and uh, we could not do this without them. Again, you're listening to the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery, and I'm honored that you decided to spend some of your valuable time with me. Thanks, be well, God bless and have an incredible day.